had to try and poop at school, but tried to curve over a little poop, accidentally got in them shorts. So I had to roll the shorts up super high. And literally, I was looking like these kids do now. But back then, it was all about the baggy, you know, fab five shorts. Yeah. And just hoping that nobody smelled the little whiff of boo-boo stain that it, that it hit my shorts and landed on it. It was embarrassing, but we made it through. I'm now 40 years old. I can share that story for the first time. Y'all got to get it together. I'm getting better and better. Because once I get started, it ain't no stopping stacking this broccoli cheddar. Welcome to Out of Pocket Live. We've got a lot to catch up on. We were off for a week. Um, Offseason doesn't miss, though. There's plenty, plenty to catch up on. Uh, in the comments, we want to know what you're most excited for for this upcoming season. And as always, we will be rewarding our best commenter with some Buckets merch. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the uh, Buckets YouTube channel to also win a bit more merch. The merch looks good, Joe. I've seen it in and around the office. I think you've got some, right? I would hope. I, I, have, a, I have a few. Sure. I, I, I'm actually, uh, I'm not, not outgrowing. What's the opposite of that when you're losing too much weight and now they just yeah, make you look yeah, fat? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Look like Moo Moo's on Homer Simpson. Yeah. I, got, I got something I want to share with the group. When, when we were uh, on hiatus last week, I thought we were getting nickeled, but we did not. We came back. We came back. <laughs> <laughs> We've got we've got some good stuff coming too. We we talked about that earlier. We'll see. I don't want to tip anything too soon, but we've got some cool stuff coming. Um, but let's just jump into it. Uh, NBA versus the world. It's been a slow week for NBA news, but we've gotten plenty from former NBA players making waves with their comments. But we want to start. We want to start with Ben Simmons, <clears throat> the one, the only, the king of the summer footage. Um, <laughs> scam likely. That's great. I, I, Joe, is Ben Simmons ever going to get traded? And why is he getting traded to the Sacramento Kings? Ben Simmons masterclass. Shout out to Rich Paul, the people at Clutch Sports. They, they're not giving me a bag yet, Zach, but we're hopeful and optimistic Come. with all this level of promo. This bag is coming. This bag is on the way. Uh, like Brian Winhurst said earlier today on the jump, uh, it's of no obligation to Ben Simmons to rate his trade value. If I was at Ben Simmons at this point, knowing how Philly dummy Philly fans booing me, I'd be putting all types of nasty ass videos on me, just looking terrible, getting just dominated by the the most basic of squares, just terrible defense, playing yeah. playing with guys like J Cole, just getting bucketed repeatedly <laughs> to get my trade value down to the lowest it could be, so that we can get him to the Los Angeles Lakers where he belongs. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I was a Sixers, I'd probably amnesty Ben Simmons at this point. There's just really no need. Sever that relationship, but go ahead and take the brunt of that contract. Let him, because nobody else wants to pay him, especially no. not the Los Angeles Lakers. So no. go ahead and amnesty him. Get rid of that contract. Put, put it on your books. Luau Dang. And let him, <laughs> let him come to Los Angeles. But um, scam likely. <laughs> oh, no, it's so good. I... I said this earlier, and I I deleted the tweet just because. Uh, Joe, I'll tell you how my day went. I woke up, I saw I saw Joel Embiid's comments saying that he remembered when the people of Philly booed him, and he didn't appreciate that shit, and that they maybe had a little something to do with Ben Simmons not wanting to come back, but it's fine. And I basically said like Philly is not is one of the hardest places to play because the fans are really difficult. They threw batteries and rocks and snowballs at Santa, and I know Greg, our producer in here, hates hearing this. But it's true. So I tweeted that. And then I got all the Philly people angry. And I just was like, I don't have time for this. So I took it down. And then I got all the Joe Rogan people mad. 
and I was infinitely worse. So I wish I just left the Philly one up and just stuck with that. But it is what it is. Joe, do you think there's any world in which Ben Simmons stays with the Sixers? I mean, at this point, nobody wants to trade for that, dude. The Sixers are cooked product right now. They can't – I mean, I'm saying they've embarrassed themselves. They should have tried to move them. The problem is, you know, Daryl Moore and that crew, when you get in this position and situation where everybody knows you got to trade this guy, I'm not going to give you a good offer because we're just going to wait for you to get desperate. And, frankly, if we get Ben great, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a great player, almost generational, somewhat argue from the defensive side. His jumper's a little broke, but that can get corrected. Honestly, if he came to L.A. or a place he wanted to play, I imagine that, that would go a little better. So that guy was in Philly uh, this past weekend. Not not the greatest city. Good cheesesteaks, don't get me wrong. But, you know, all in all, city was underwater, dealing with some tough things. You know, everybody clowns, clowns, clowns L.A. for earthquakes and forest fires and whatnot. But we can smell smoke and we get earthquakes once every five, six, ten years. You guys literally have hurricane seasons. I'm seeing tornadoes in Jersey. Who would want that life? That's not a life well, that's desirable. And winter's, winter's coming. And no, thank oh, you. Yeah. No, thank you. I, yeah, winter's very much coming. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not an East Coast guy, but we can leave it at that. We've talked about that a bunch. Uh <laughs> Indianapolis, yeah, I, I think, would be a great trade destination for a great city. A great best city. city. Ben, start opting to go to Indy, baby. Get in there. Help us help us get back there. Good graces. Um, all right, let's jump ahead here. Rasheed Wallace, a couple months ago, this kind of got re-aired, correct? Rasheed Wallace basically said, LeBron James, said, quote, on LeBron James, I don't think he would be as successful as he is now. It's a whole different era back then. One, he destroyed you guys alone. Like he, like, he was in your era. His best, his best teammate was like Zidrunas Ilgoskis, and he pieced you up. He was in your era, and if you want to go all the way back, like nineties, it's like, bro, who's stopping LeBron in the nineties? MJ isn't stopping him. Joe, I want to flip it the other way, and I want to ask you: <clears throat> Would Rasheed Wallace survive or thrive in the modern era? Well, Zach, Rasheed Wallace is what we like to call an all-conditions Negro. Uh, he would be able to survive in any condition. Kids nowadays are soft, Zach. Let's just be honest. You know, we talk about mental health and all that good stuff. But kids kids would not be able to handle Rasheed in their grill talking shit. It would be major punking going on. So he would he would be able to do what he did. But uh, looking at LeBron in that era, literally played against Rasheed numerous times, gave him buckets, gave him that work, as the young kids would yeah. say. Uh, what is she talking about? Because she also tried to come at Kevin Durant. And if there's one thing you don't do in the social media era is, is come at Kevin Wayne Durant. So both his comments were out of touch. And they were – Zach, we're seeing this phenomenon now where things are said like a year ago, then the tapes get exposed, and we just have to treat it like – because a lot of us haven't heard it to this point. we got to treat it like it's, it's a current thing going yeah. on. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rasheed – and anytime I say Rasheed Wallace's name, it's like E-40. Rasheed Wallace. But um, Rasheed Wallace, <laughs> yeah. He would, he would, he would I, survive. I don't know. He didn't really thrive in his area. He played well. He was a good dude. Oh, he wasn't like yeah, oh. the same. He wasn't like just oh god, I gotta have like you know he was on the Jail Blazers and some great teams, but he himself was never like just a franchise changing player like LeBron Raymond James Senior is. No. Yeah, and that people wanted him to be. People wanted him to be. It kind of came up short a couple times. It was nice fit for him in Detroit. They they tried resuscitating him in Boston. You know whatever, but. I don't think he thrives. Uh, I think big men now, I mean, granted, he's way tougher than 99% of the big men he played, who would play against now, but 
people are just such freaks now. Like, what is Giannis going to do to Sheed? What is AD going to do to Sheed? Now, granted, Rasheed may break AD because of the toughness thing, but, you know, it is what it is. <clears throat> uh, we can keep it moving, though. Uh, there's no such thing as a Rasheed Wallace. Era. See, that's a great point. Uh, let's keep moving here. All right. Is, <laughs> is, is, Paul, is Paul Pierce deserving of the Hall of Fame? Uh, Zach, this, is, this, this, week, this is an asinine question. This is an asinine question. But obviously, but we have to week, ask it. Yep. Paul Pierce, big piece in Sports Illustrated. Shout out to Chris Mannix. Really good piece. Talking just about like he's living his truth. And we have a video coming out, I think, uh, in the next couple of days, breaking down the story. But obviously, I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Joe, what, what are your thoughts? And I want to ask, what were your thoughts? Do you think any Hall of Fame voters were like, oh, we can't let him in because of the blunt video? So this is a situation with Paul Pierce that, that dings him in a lot of regards. Paul Pierce, L.A. guy, grew up in Inglewood. Had a he had a curl. It wasn't a curl UCLA level of player. It was definitely pro style infused. It was it wasn't anything by any stretch of the imagination. Toby Bailey, Moose Bailey, nobody on the was respecting his curl. But nonetheless, he had a curl. He had more of like a Inglewood type of curl. Anybody familiar with kind of the city dynamics? But uh, the problem with Paul Pierce is, is that he played with the Celtics. So automatically, even though he's from Inglewood, he's an LA guy. He didn't go to UCLA. He went to Kansas. That was strike number one. I respect it. Roy's bag is yeah. probably a lot better than what, what Steve Lavin and crew were able to offer. UCLA was tight back th- those days. Shout out to the NIL for really opening up those floodgates. But UCLA was not breaking bread like Kansas and Duke and Kentucky's were, were breaking bread. No. But Paul went from Kansas to the Boston Celtics. And, and literally, if, if you're from Los Angeles and you go to the Boston Celtics, people are not fucking with you. No matter how good you are, whatever you do. But Paul's definitely first ballot Hall of Famer. Obviously, his Dwayne Wade comments ruffled a lot of feathers. But people who didn't see Paul play during his career, obviously, he's in Boston. Who wants to watch that franchise? Just being candid. So you're going to miss a lot of games. But, mm-hmm. you know, he got the big three. He won a championship. Was, I think, what, leader in fourth quarter points at various points in his career. So it was just a clutch guy, bucket getter, but also built like a straight hood dude, kind of in the same vein as, as Harden in his Houston days before he went to the, the Nets. What? I mean, they were ta- in the piece, it talks about how he fell in the draft because people were like, you know, big body dude. Can he, is he athletic enough? Someone was talking in the piece, like how they literally, this is not my words. Someone in the piece was like, how, how is this dude with his fat body cooking me like this? Someone in the article says this about him. Was that, was that yeah, Doc like, River? I think so. Yeah. But Paul had the probably the best body control I think I've ever seen of a dude where he could jump in the air, rotate his body in all types of contorted in ways that you would not imagine for a guy with his athleticism and his build. Oh, we got the legend Nick in the chat. Okay. And he was a ton of fun to work with. Shout out to legend Nick in the chat. But the thing about Paul, I think he's, he's gotten way too turned up. Every time you see Paul, he's sweating profusely now, way too much Hennessy. <laughs> you got to He needs the shoulder towel. That's really conducive to people that live in the South. Shoulder towel yeah. wipe down are essential. He's oversweared. He looks like Lionel Richie in concert. You know, Patrick Ewing, if you will. But Paul is, is shot himself in the foot enough times. He cost himself an ESPN bag, but also made a ton of bread in crypto. And he's rich. So you, when you're rich, you can yeah. do whatever the fuck you want. You can off whoever you want. Definitely first ballot Hall of Famer. That was no discussion. Was he out of line for coming at D-Wade? Maybe. But I feel like the yeah. internet's response to that was very – you had a lot of people who never played basketball at any level trying to shit on Paul Pierce. And it's like, yeah, I know you guys love the Wade and Gabby Union. Who doesn't? Mm. Chill the fuck out. He's not He's not what you guys are making him out to be. He's definitely in that conversation. May not be a conversation you want to have 
And again, if, if Paul was playing with Shaq and people like that, these are things that I look at anytime I get into these type of debates and discussions. If you give me Paul Pierce and Shaq on a squad, that's a championship caliber team. It's multiple rings. It's multiple rings. So, so no knock to D-Wade. D-Wade is a legend, but let's also keep in mind when guys have Shaq versus when they don't, there's a lull in, in their performance. It's helpful. It's very helpful. I mean, 10-time All-Star averaging 25 with – or 26, 27 with awful teams. Inglewood legend, obviously. But I do remember – now. I, this was one of the funniest things uh, because it was such an L.A. versus – versus Paul Pierce type thing. But during that first finals run, I want to say it was the dudes at 710 ESPN on the, or on the radio basically saying, like, if you are working at Roscoe's, because I guess Paul loves Roscoe's, do not serve him. Do not serve him now or all summer, especially if the Celtics win. And they had people call in from the restaurant be like, yeah, we're not going to serve him. And I loved that. It was just some, like, L.A. against Boston type stuff. But, yeah, Paul Pierce is a legend. Obviously deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Um that video of him playing poker was wild, but if he's happy, man, let him live his truth and, and best of luck to him. The ESPN gig, I think was too stuffy for him always, you know, like here's the bottom line with Roscoe's Roscoe's loves money. Roscoe's is literally a tourist trap. They overcharge for the fried chicken. Now I can get comparable level of fried chicken. Obviously the waffle is, is comparable, but the waffle is like six, $7 now for a waffle. Zach. That's, that's an egregious price point. Egregious. So when I go to Roscoe's now, I don't get the shit that I normally get. I have to get like smothered potatoes because they're reasonably priced. That's my only rationale. <laughs> I don't get the macaroni and cheese and the fries and all the other shit because they're not they're not adequately priced. Zach. And I'm a, I'm I'm rich, but I'm a man of frugality, and I believe that you know should be fair market value for the things I'm doing. You don't stay rich by eating at Roscoe's and overpaying for chicken and waffles. But the fact that they wouldn't serve him, he literally owned like a hookah bar that right downstairs from like the, the Roscoe's on Gower. Give that man his waffles. Let's get him nice. Give him an extra waffle. Let's get him nice and slow for the game. <laughs> I love that outlook. All right. <clears throat> Next thing. Should NBA players be getting jacked in the offseason? Or better yet, should they be posting that they're getting jacked in the offseason? We have a whole slew of guys. Which, you know what? It's summer. I get it. You're working hard. You want to show it off. But then we all know what happens as soon as De'Aaron Fox posts this picture. This is doping control officer for the NBA. You've been selected for an off-season drug test. Please contact me. You know it's coming, you know? I've always been tempted when you get the drug test just to shit in the cup and not piss in it and hand it back to him. <laughs> but don't that's understand. just me. That's, that's not anything to do with this conversation, but just think that. The thing about it is people don't realize, right, like guys get jacked in the summertime because they, they can do whatever they want. But as soon as the season starts, they get on that routine. They end up losing weight. They end up, you know, they end up getting in kind of more to their league body. And they don't end up looking like that the whole time. So they're basically just prepping up. It's kind of like a, a camel, like storing in the humps, getting that water ready to go for the long haul, and then trying to just float on to, through the end of the season. But all these guys have great angles. They look basically like IG models with the filters now. So they're, they're not tricking me because I can make myself look buff with a little grease sack and a little one of these. <laughs> Adjusting the brightness on the picture, you know, yeah. Arms angles back a little bit, yeah, yeah. A thousand percent. the IG model hustle. IG models, you guys are not fooling anybody anymore. We're on to your trickery. Do you think Adam Silver slash the NBA doping people are watching IG for these things, though? I imagine that Adam Silver is at his house on IG on a burner account, just looking at everything <laughs> going on. Hey, hey, posting, get clowning. <laughs> Give me, no, I'm just kidding. Greatest news story ever. 
Uh, all right. This has been one of my favorite stories this whole offseason. J.R. Smith goes to college. J.R. Smith has gone back to school to play golf. And he's basically been live tweeting his whole experience from college. It's it's awesome. Um, I love that he went and kind of dunked on the people because he said probably a million times he's not a Henny guy. And the fact that people keep captioning that is fucking dumb. But these stories from him getting great grades on all these quizzes, talking about like hiring tutors. I need a new gaming laptop bad, something I can do my schoolwork on plus play Call of Duty. I respect that. Uh, it's awesome. And um, he's a legendary dude. And it's, it's great that he's uh, out here getting to kind of get to live his college life. Like, I'm just going to say this, and this is just me personally. I'm not speaking on whatever J.R. Smith's doing, but if I'm an NBA player that's won rings and play with LeBron, Raymond, James Sr., I'm paying somebody to take my classes for me. Everybody knows college is a sham. <laughs> college is a sham. You've already made your – my whole point of going to college is to get the knowledge to go make money in the real world. You've already done that. Your, your, your college was getting buckets. Your college was mm. going down 3-1 to the Golden State Warriors in 2016 and then that ass three straight games and winning the championship. I and agree. The whole handy thing – it hurts because it's like, damn, JR, like we wanted to believe so bad that you were a Henny guy. Can you just, can you just take a sip just to, just to come on, bro. We want to keep the dream alive. We just want to keep the dream alive. Put iced tea in the bottle. I think the, I, yeah, I think the idea of uh, going back to school or like anytime I would get back to college after the summer, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do so well this year. And then it'd be about two months and I'd be like, you know, C's get degrees, and uh, I'm out here at ASU, and, you know, there's other things going on. But respect I got a teammate. Have... Yeah. That I'm not named. Yeah. But this teammate was literally like uh, the master of Shawshank. Anything we needed. What classes are we taking? I never started the, sem- the oh, quarter yeah. in the same – I never finished the quarter in the same classes that I started. Because you go to a class, and like, oh, this is going to be hard. I'm out. Ooh, no, this uh, – nah, way too many papers. Okay, oh, here we go. Bio 30, bio 40 for the UCLA aficionados. Bio 30 and bio 40, guaranteed A's. If you don't get at least a B plus in bio 30, bio 40, drop out of college. But we go on that route, honor roll, director's roll, you know, spring honor roll. Not going to That's amazing. I had, this is a real story. I had a class, it was called US Race and Law, and I took it and it was like a, it's like a 600 or 400 level class. And I remember being like, this is way harder than a class that I should be taking. It seemed really interesting. The professor I'd seen a YouTube video of him seemed awesome. And I told a friend, he's like, oh, you're fucked. And he goes, I'll give you, he goes, 40. And I was like, what? And he's like, you'll see. Tech, he goes, just text me after the class. And he goes, so I show up in the class, and the teacher had assigned us reading right out the gate. And it's just grilling every single kid. And I'm sitting there like, I didn't read. And he just keeps grilling me. And after 40 minutes or 30 minutes, I'm like, I can't do this. And I stand up and I just leave, drop the class, went straight to the guidance. You like, get this shit off my schedule. Text my buddy. I'm like, shit was terrible. He's like, how long did you make it? And I was like 30 minutes. He goes, that's why I said 40. He goes, 40 was the over under on you getting through that class. So yeah. Uh, shout out to JR for grinding with some of these classes. I- Zach, Zach, you went to ASU. Tell the truth. I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have hard <laughs> No, there are a lot of easy ones. Every once in a while. Every once in a while, you like I I just remember being like Zach, why the fuck did you do that? Why did you take this hard ass class? But it was all right. Uh <clears throat> I took a Spanish class. I didn't take Spanish my senior year to graduate. I was in that yeah. Spanish class for all of 18 minutes. Like they just started speaking. Like it started with English, passed the syllabus, passed the syllabus out, then went full Spanish. I'm like, damn, I ain't taking Spanish this senior year of high school. But coincidentally, in Cabo San Lucas, 
I've always been able to hold my, I can do whatever I want. So I can live and function and flourish in Mexico. Don't need to take Spanish. <laughs> Never had yeah, issues, Zach. From moment the plane lands to the moment I leave, I'm in there getting it. Everything I need gets communicated accordingly. Appreciate you, amigos. That was <laughs> geology. That was like the go-to easy ASU class. Every athlete took it. Every kid in our that I went to college with took it. So, um, Joe, do you want to tee up this next section? Or you want me to do it here? Go ahead and do it, Zach. It, it's right. Caucasian <laughs> themed. It's, it's it has Caucasian variants in it. It does. All right, NFL season is back with the first game of the year kicking off tomorrow night. Defending champion Tom Brady made a comment this week saying he's not chasing Joe Montana, but rather Michael Jordan. Goat on goat uh, challenge there. <clears throat> now, he already passed MJ in rings. So I think, is you know, well, let's, let me pose this question first. Would Tom Brady be better than Michael Jordan if he wins another ring? So, so here's the answer to that question, Zach. I think Tom Brady needs to stop worrying about Michael Jordan and worry about the real GOAT, LeBron Raymond James Sr. If, if, he wins, if he wins two to three more rings, he could be in the conversation with LeBron. But that's about it. It would be like I, Bill uh, Russell, LeBron, and, and Tom Brady. Michael Jordan, my, good player, watered-down era. We all know this. In my head, it's like, congrats, you're passing MJ, but you're still behind LeBron. You know, like, congratulations. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard because I'm like, no one is going to look at Tom Brady as the same caliber of athlete as Jordan. I I, I guess he's maybe angling for MVP or all-star selections. Uh, but, you know, I think what Tom Brady's done is amazing, but it's not MJ. And it's not LeBron and it's not Muhammad Ali. It's its own wonderful thing. There's just no reason we need to compare them. I'll give Tom Brady the GOAT status for the NFL, but as far as greatest athletes of all time, there are a lot of people for you to pass. So you're behind Tiger in my book. You're behind Serena in my book. So, sorry, Tom. Tarasi, Sue Bird. I mean, I mean yeah. Lisa Leslie. Like, I mean, we're giving you hitters. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Will we ever get to LeBron just, level? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I want to ask you very quickly, does, it, does QB even count when compared to basketball just because they don't go both ways? Like, they don't play defense? Well, you know, on occasion they might, Zach. On occasion they might. In the right <laughs> circumstances, Super Bowl we could get turked up. You know. Okay. You're at that Pepsi function. Flo Rida comes on stage. There's just no telling what's going to happen. But I think, look, at the end of the day – <laughs> the second the second it left my mouth i knew go on. every episode i just go a little bit further to try and get fired a little <laughs> bit further just incremental but uh my eight, eight eight minutes late to work rule or wait 10 minutes late you show up to work 10 minutes late every single day every 48 days you get a day back ladies and gentlemen you can use that it can help oh you show up 10 minutes late every 48 days you get a day back okay think about that that will change and revolutionize your whole perspective but uh, oh, no, what Tom's been able to do at this age, because we've seen, you know, I think about even back in the day with like Carson Palmer's of the world, Joe Burrow getting fucking obviously just wrecked by defenders. You've got 300 pound pissed off black men trying to injure your life every single snap. But Tom has that level of respect now with these guys where they don't really want to hurt him. Like, they, you know, it's like, you know, like Brett Favre, Tom, those level of guys like Mike Vick. Guys aren't like, no, nah, I respect you too much. I actually like watching you play. So, But then there's other guys like, I don't respect you at all. I'm literally trying to end your life. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's, like, yeah there's, 
the like the great pass rushers all kind of have that respect thing to them. And there's just some psycho out there that wants the blood, but it is what it is. Uh, all right. This is the next thing I want to ask you: Is Adam Sandler the best celebrity basketball player? Um, now, I, I think J Cole would bust Adam Sandler's ass, but that's just me. What about like Quavo? Think Quavo or Jack skinny. Harlow? Jack, not too skinny. I I'll say this. I I would rather watch Adam Sandler than any of those guys because Adam Sandler has that like, like do you remember Marcelo Huertas on the yes. Lakers? Legend. Slow as fuck, but just dimes, just these insane behind the back passes. That's how Adam Sandler plays, and I I fucking love it. Um, yeah, Percy Miller. I used to play with Master P at the UCLA. Like Master P was definitely a vibe in Los Angeles in like the early two thousands. Because yeah. he was literally trying to get his pro career going. He was getting his P. Miller clothing brand off. Shout out to DeMar DeRozan and Little Romeo. He used to pose in the back of Source of War magazines. And his P. Miller gear was essentially just knockoffs of, like, NBA logos. But it said P. Miller instead of instead of a Hawks jersey. It just said P. Miller in it. But it was so legendary. But he could hoop. He could talk shit. And he could make up say, uh. So I definitely got to rock with him. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up. Can Drake and Kanye both be GOATs? All right, they both dropped albums this week. I'm kind of still seeing a lot of arguing about who had the better album. I'll let you weigh in on this first. Uh, you know, I'm not. Which would would you think of the albums? So I guess you know I'm heavy in social media and and yeah. understanding social media and strategy. I know how to pander. Uh, our esteemed coworker Trevor Trout pointed out that you know people pander sometimes with things they don't believe in. Both those albums were hot packs of mid. I will yeah. go on record and say it. Neither one of them moved me. I'm an old man, though, so I was like, damn, maybe I'm 40, or maybe this should just pass my time. But then I realized, like, Kanye's, like, 50, so that's not – that can't be the argument. But yeah. he should have dropped that Andre 3000 album just with Andre 3000's verse with no Drake. Like, how are you going to go at Drake? Drake does this for a profession, and you're old, and you're just way too many. You know, I crept down the block, made a right, hit the lights. Like, there's way too many cryptic lines suggesting that Drake – may have done some things with some people in Kanye's inner circle that, uh, you yeah. know, you know, anybody's familiar with the Valley and Valley circle and just those yeah. lyrics. We really, okay. And they were very specific. Crept down the block, made a right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, um, my thought on it was Donda's the better album, like definitively the better album. And, and I think people will think Donda's better then it is in about five years it'll have that same sort of thing as like Yeezus or 808s where people don't really appreciate it now and they'll kind of enjoy it more but i don't think it's gonna be looked at as one of his great albums i thought i thought certified lover boy is just corny i thought it just is so drake to pick that artist to do his album cover i thought the album cover is fucking weird it, it literally is like if you google like famous artists right now that's whose name will come up I, Who's the know, artist? I'm 40, uh, Zach. Uh, I, I listen to Coco uh, Miller. Greg, Greg, Google it and pull it up. I forgot the guy's name. He He's like, he's just such a basic-ass modern art. It's like, it, it, it like the, it's a step down from Drake being like, oh, I had Banksy do the album cover. And it's like, bro, is, you're kind of just missing the point. I still think Kanye missed with his album cover, too. It is what it is. Uh, I had a theory. He should have had Wanksy. Wanksy doing it would be just all, all uh, eggplants. Yeah, Damien Hurst did it, and Damien Hurst has done like weird art shit, but it just is played out. 
Um, I had a theory about the Andre 3000 song that um, basically there was rumors that Kanye hadn't released music that, that he knew wasn't going on Donda, but he had a song like ready for Drake if Drake crossed the line. And my theory and something I have some things I've read basically indicate that Drake like released that version of Kanye's just to make a point that like you can't hide shit from me. I knew about this. I knew what you had in the armory. Like, and I think that's incredibly badass of him. I think the Baby Keem album is going to be better than both of these projects. So look out it's, for that. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that Kanye makes an album trying to diss somebody, and then somebody in his inner circle literally texts it over to Drake. That hurts. Yeah, that has to that hurt. Well, I mean, it, you know, and one guess who it could have been, Zach. <laughs> I know. Well. <laughs> you know drake got it the last time with the story of added on starts getting into it with Pusha t and the rumor is that it's travis scott let that shit leak to kanye and then kanye told Pusha t and then Pusha t made story of added on and blew up the whole Adidas deal but well, i want to ask you that's that? reason that's a reasonable grudge to hold and shout out to the legend rafer young in the chat Rafer, I'm still waiting for some trays. Size 14 would be great. Uh, you know, I would love to support the movement. I love Adidas. I definitely love Trey shoes. I love the uh, Jermaine Dupri collab. They would look great on my feet. Every day I look at my feet, my janky-looking basketball toes. I like, damn, damn <laughs> Trey shoes would look great nice. on these feet. These Trey shoes, I would actually get back in the oh. Get in my little floaters. Hey, get in yeah, my give us, floaters right. I just want the inside line on what he's going to wear on Christmas. Like, I, I got to know... Because that Christmas in New York thing is special. And I, I'm very excited to see what, what Trey rocks that. Um, How Nick, when Trey comes into Madison Square Garden and busts their ass yet again for all the years of hate and slander, Trey with that fluffy curl. Oh, Jack, you know I love oh, a license a gentleman with a curl. You know I do. Oh, you know how much I'm fond of it. I'm really fond of it. Absolutely. Um, all right. We can keep moving here. Uh, a bit of sad news here. Uh, this past week, we lost a legend, Michael K. Williams, who's best known for his role as Omar on the Wire. He passed away at the age of 54. Uh, Joe, I want to ask you, is Omar from the Wire a top five TV character? Zach, if you know my meme game, you know how deep I go into Omar memes. Uh, honestly, revolutionized just that show, The Wire. And, and even when he passed, and you never want to relegate somebody just for, for their work that they've done in the actor, but I think it's also just the impact that it had us all in human beings. I remember being, you know, kind of just after college when The Wire came on, but HBO would run the episode and then they'd run the next week's episode literally on like on demand. And you could literally watch ahead, but we would watch the next week's episode, then wait for that episode to run the following Sunday and then do the same thing all over again. So we'd basically be double, double watching The Wires and wow. just the impact that he had on the culture for the LBGTQIA movement, uh, you know, being, being a black queer actor in the game when it wasn't necessarily fashionable. And I, I didn't know he was 54 just because obviously black don't crack and he looks so young. But I think that's a testament. That show came out with like 15, 16, 18 years ago, whenever it was that, you know, you can start your career. Right? I did a little bit of research on him. He worked at a bunch of different spots, tried to get jobs as like a dancer and other things, you know, going on in his world. That is motivating for people in their mid thirties that are kind of considered washed or old that you can, you can start a career at that point and have a tremendous impact, even at that level. So just thinking about his impact, I wasn't, the biggest boardwalk empire fan. I think I'm gonna get into it now just out of respect for him and, and everything that, that he's to the table, but you never, again, want to, want to limit a guy just for their acting career, but you know, Michael K. Williams and just the, the circumstances that he passed away under were super, super tragic. And 
it's tough, man. And you look at addiction, you look at issues like that. They, they impact everybody and nobody's above it. So these people that you think are larger than life because they're on TV, everybody's dealing with things. So, you know, just send a prayer to him and his family and we'll definitely be firing up the wire again and watching it with so much more gratitude and appreciation just for the impact that he had on my own life. Just never having met him, but everybody who's met him talked about how just great he was, how willing he was to have a conversation. And I've met a few celebrities in my life, Zach, obviously growing up in L.A., and what comes to mind is Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, if you ever get the chance to meet, always cool as shit, always more interested in you. And that's kind of, he taught me how to be a celebrity. Just always be more invested and interested in the people that come up to you and be appreciative of the fact that they actually rock with you and even take time out of their day to support you. So just just to see that. And obviously his work, obviously Michael K. Williams, and, and when they see us with Ava DuVernay, just, you know, amazing. Yeah. So yeah. rest in peace to the legend. Um, <clears throat> I, very well said. Uh, I, I watched the wire when I was in college, I had just gotten to Arizona state. I had this roommate, his name was Ahmad. He was from Egypt, grew up in Egypt. He and I did not have a ton in common, nicest kid in the world. But the way he and I like bonded was because I was like, yo, the show, the wire is supposed to be amazing. I've never seen it. We start watching it and we both were just diehard fans of the Omar character. I mean, how could you not be anytime you appeared on the screen, you lean forward just because he was so incredible um and i'm really grateful because it it ended up helping me kind of get to know this dude and we became really good friends so um i've i'm forever grateful you know his roles on the night of and community boardwalk empire obviously uh, lovecraft country um he's i believe emmy nominated uh for that so i yeah heartbreaking it was one of those ones where i saw it and you just sort of like fuck man come on like heartbreaking to there's see. been a lot of l getting take obviously the nfl network is is, is still on the loss of the legend i never i never met what deep De- i never Fair met her Deaker, yeah i might have I actually was, just in my, my later life but wasn't really i was doing nfl replay at that point i was in balboa the completely different facility so not really mm-hmm. i had my kind of my old stalwarts that i knew from way back in the good old days but just to see the impact that she had and just to know you know anytime that type of stuff happens and you're impacted by it, it it's super tragic and super you know just fuck cancer 100%. i think it's, it's the, the underlying thing yeah so but Hug those you love. Tell your friends that, that, that you're close with you love them and uh, just be grateful for your time with uh, any of those people. Yeah, Tara Deaker, absolute legend. Um, shout out to her and dearly miss. When, when I first started at the NFL, she was just kind of a constant and was always super sweet. So uh, world's the worst place without her. But anyway, uh, I'm hard-pressed I'm to figure out how to transition uh, to this next segment. God. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to shift gears here. Joe, I do want to say, you know, shout out to you. you. We talked about that Twitter announced that they added Twitter tips and that they added, obviously, uh, super follows and all that. You were shown in the ad for it, which is incredible. Um, so I want to ask you, you know, obviously for free, I apologize for it being for free. Do you have any Twitter tips for me? Zach, uh, we talked about this before the show. First, first things first, shout out to the people at Twitter. Saw the promo. They literally used a photo for me. Uh, I think it was my senior year of high school. I was named like all, all Los Angeles or whatever. So it was me doing a basketball post. And I think the, 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 the thing was it was like a foosball table, but for basketball. So we all did different poses. The legend Russell Lakey was in there from Harvard West, like for those who know, uh, amongst other, other legends in the region. But I was like, damn, bro, I'm 40 years old now. That shit is literally like when I was 18. Like I look sexy nonetheless. But yeah, they could have got a more current picture. But Zach, I do not have a tip for you. I need to see either the buckets account 
And I would prefer to see the buckets wave TV. Yeah. Jukes. What's the baseball oh. one? Dinger, whatever we got. Yeah. Uh what's the what's the combat one that the legend Jordan Novak runs? Uh, uh Haymakers. Haymakers. Shout out to Jordan and the Haymakers crew. I need to see super follows from all of them, Zach. I will be giving exclusive tips to my super follows, really teaching them the game. I told Twitter, they're like, look, you can charge. I'm like, I'm not gonna be doing no no hog helicopters. I'm not gonna be doing any any mushroom tattoos or anything like that, like an OnlyFans. So I want to be able to give back, give people tips. The most important tip for Twitter, and this is the video that I posted uh the other day, is finding your lane, figuring out what you want to talk about, figuring out the things that you are interested in, and making sure there's a market for that. If you're interested in weird shit that nobody cares about, you're not really gonna thrive and survive on Twitter. If you're interested in things like like basketball or football or drawing, music, whatever, there's there's robust, rich communities in each of these particular lanes and interests. So find the tastemakers in those interests. Look at how they tweet. Look at how they move. Look at their tweets that get a ton of interactions. Look at their tweets that don't get a ton of interactions. And the comments have to tell you, do not post things in the same vein of those tweets that don't get a ton of interactions. Focus on posting content in the, the space that with the things that do get a ton of interactions. But at the end of the day, that's all you get. Zach, I gave you about a good $17 worth of game. And all you have to do is pay $4.99 a month. And you got it. And here's the thing. I will announce this on the show, Zach. If I get over 1,000 super followers, which we'll see if it happens or not. I will throw the biggest turn up in history at Summer League next year. Ooh. The only people who aren't invited are my haters. There's like 15 of you guys. I already know who you yeah. are. You will be met at the door swiftly by security and beaten to within an inch of your life if if you are seen. It's on-site faderage. <laughs> on-site faderage are getting handed out, Zach. But everybody else, your fans are welcome. Shout out to Sam. Even Andy Luke can come. Okay, even Andy I, uh, I saw one of the commenters ask if the Pfizer line worked. Uh, for those that don't know, I tweeted out the picture of Peacher looking all sad, texting, saying, they're saying we're going to need another shot. And it got me thinking, maybe you should give me another shot. I texted the girl, uh, and I can tweet the screenshots if you'd really like. And she said, that's really, really smooth, but sadly I'm taken. And Wait, which I one, which one, is, which, which one is this one, Zach? Cause honestly, you're a good looking guy. Sydney, her name's Sydney Mailer. Um, that the IG star is that another one? Yeah, yeah. And but didn't you uh, surpass her like, following on a platform? I'm didn't, I'm trying to remember all the. I can't. No, this one's. This is gonna. I can. It's just I need some more time. <laughs> it's only fans. That only fans. Only fans. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, and then I went and looked at her story, and I realized, oh yeah, she definitely has a boyfriend. I probably should have checked that first. So, uh, or fight I'm him like, like a G if you got heart. Yeah. Totally cool. Totally fine. I'm going to send it to some more people, honestly. It seems like a fine line. Um, and you're welcome to use it. If you do use it, please screenshot it and text and tweet it at me. Uh, I'll gladly hey, retweet that shit. DM, DM our new boo and tell him, don't fret. You ain't hitting that no more. <laughs> Just kidding. Holy Just kidding. Shit. Shout out oh, to the legend, Big Biff. Um, all right. Uh, our winner of uh, the day. Saney, the legend. I hope he's still in here. Uh, for those that don't know Saney, he's a great follow. Saney, I'll make sure you get your get your merch. Uh, keep killing it. And um, he did take a dude to a halftime, man. Anybody who's a hooper that's taking a dude to a halftime, you know how shitty booty you get going back into the game. But yeah. there's not there's not enough wiping going on. There's too moist in the area. You can you can wipe as much as you want. You can get baby wipes. You can do the whole the whole full <laughs> stretch of that. I'll, There's I'll still some like boo stands in your draws after the game. A thousand percent. I'll just say this very quickly. Very, very quickly. We talked about Paul Pierce. 
shitting himself in the game, which is what this comment's pertaining to. And the question in the office was, do you think it was like a little like missed or was there like a whole log? And my thing was whole log. That's the only reason you get the wheelchair, right? I, before we go to that quick story, junior oh. year of high school at a new school. I'm never telling anybody this story. We're doing workouts. I have to take a poop, Zach. Much like shit breaking in American Pie, I do not like pooping in public toilets. You know this. I went to, what, nine years of Coachella and never pooped in the porta potty. Oh, yeah. I wear like a badge of honor. Had to try and poop at school, but tried to curve over. A little poop accidentally got in them shorts. So I had to roll the shorts up super high. And literally, I was looking like these kids do now. But back then, it was all about the baggy, you know, fab five shorts. Yeah. And just hoping that nobody smelled the little whiff of boo-boo stain that it, that it hit my shorts and landed on it. It was embarrassing, but we made it through. I'm now 40 years old. I can share that story for the first time. Oh, my. Shout out Montclair oh Prep recipe. Yeah, that's a 10. 10 out of 10. Uh, all right, we'll, we're going to – I'll let you people go on that. That is a banger of a story, Joe. Um, I appreciate everyone tuning in. We will be back next Wednesday. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel because you get an alert when we go live. And that's probably the easiest way for you to stay up to date on everything. we got good videos coming out, so make sure to go subscribe to the YouTube channel. And we will see you guys next Wednesday. Hope everyone has a great weekend. And uh, make sure to vote no on the recall, all right? No one fucking wants Larry Elder out here taking away your weed. Hey, Larry Elder went to Crenshaw. Life. Like, Larry Elder went to Crenshaw and literally just missed the whole point of going to Crenshaw. I'll just say that. Larry, what the <laughs> fuck is going on, dog? Better not see you at the Slauson Swap meet. Better not see you at Master Burger. Better not see you near the, mar the Marathon Shop, dog. Better not see you near Woody's. Jim Yee's, no. The only, you, could, you can go to Mike's Deli, but you yeah. better go between 11 and 11.30 before the crowd, before the rush. And you better not get a mailman. You better not get a mailman, Larry. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great night. Stay safe. Have a great weekend and uh, enjoy the NFL season. We'll see you guys next week.